When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite ants, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Ants. Ding dong. We're back. Hello. Hello. Did you know it's Friday? It is. It is Friday. It is Friday. It is Friday. We have made March it. March 4th. And this is your favorite aunt. I am poet laureate Amanda Garmond. And I am poet John O'Donoghue. Mm, and this is your favorite aunt. The best show on the internet. Uh, hands down. Yeah, hands down. Voted by my mom, maybe. Probably not. Yeah. I would like to think. We could. There's a lot of people out there who really like this show, and your mom is one of them. My mom has never listened to anything I've made. No. (laughs) And we probably wouldn't. (coughs) We love your mom. And we probably. I don't want to scar. We don't want to scar your mom. Um, Yeah. So this is a show. If you're new, thank you for joining us. This is a show uh, that your two favorite internet aunts, uh, the Kevin Garcia and Sarah Heath. Yeah, we're here to check in. Yeah. We're here to have a family get together. Yes. A little check in. So let's start with that. How are you doing, Sarah? How the hell are you? And to everyone watching us live, we also want to know. How the hell are you? You can let us know in the comments. Yes, let us know in the comments. Um, I am doing pretty well. It has been a, a really busy week. Um, I was in North Carolina for half of it, um, which was fantastic and wonderful. Um, I got to speak at a really cool uh, church community that is just doing so many things so well um, called Church on Morgan, which is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Just, you know, um, very diverse congregation as far as LGBTQIA. They're they're having a lot of conversation about what does race diversity look like uh, in a way that isn't tokenism. They're even having that conversation done really well. So, I mean, I think that's pretty brilliant. I would rather have an anti-racist, all-white congregation Mm. than a diverse congregation that is still racist. Yes. Yes. So uh, that was just a really great place to be. But I'll be honest, the week has been also really heavy. Um, even though I got to see some of my favorite people and be in like one of my favorite places, which is uh, Duke University, where I went to grad school, um, did a great little run. Um, I just the heaviness of what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on um, continues to go on with legislation. It's been a really heavy week, but also met with a lot of clients this week. So feeling a little bit um, tired, but excited, uh, and just glad to be here. You know, you and I were talking earlier today and I was like, I can't wait to just be with you for some reason. It is a ground, not for some reason. I know why it's such a grounding experience to chat with friends in a time like this. Um, Scotty wrote a little stress today. My partner's mom lives in Romania and that nuclear plant fire last night sent her into panic. We're going to talk about that later. And absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. So Kevin, how the hell are you? Mm. Keep going. I want to hide Peggy's comment because I've known Peggy a good minute, and Peggy texted me yesterday to say I finally quit the job. I'm like, good. It's like it's also like Peggy's one of those like hardworking people who's like, I was like, I got two jobs because I'm industrious. I'm like, that's incredible. Why? Um, but just want to say I'm really proud of you, Peggy, for standing up for yourself and doing what's good for you. Yes, proud of you. Proud of you. How? I am uh, still 
come uh I'm flying on cloud nine today probably. I'm feeling a little school school person little, little I'm giddy. Yeah. I'm feeling giddy because I am um, I've been spending time with a lovely uh young sir who I like a lot and I've been enjoying his company. And um one cute romantic thing happened today. We were you know, we were getting coffee and then he just leaned over across the table and just kissed me. I was like, oh, I didn't even ask you to do that. Hey, and I then love it. In public. In public. Which, like, I don't know why I thought that was such a big deal, but just, like. Because you grew up I where uh, a lot of people were closeted and ashamed of their um, feelings for others. Plus, I think we've grown up in a culture, or not grown up, we live in a culture where people don't express their like, it's, like, better to be coy is, like, a, a lie that we tell. And so sometimes when people do things in public, it seems to hold even more meaning because, um, yeah, yeah, it just feels like an acknowledgement of what you were feeling all along. Yeah. He also reached for my hand as I was thinking I'd really like to hold his hand. And I was like, <sighs> Well, I am excited that that's going on for you. It has been really lovely. I... I just enjoy watching you be giddy. It's the best. I don't. I don't often get this. No. Way, so it's like... No. Even in a relationship, you don't. Honestly, um, I think no. it's slow moving, which is fun. Uh, it is. We have not. That's that's the thing. It's just like usually, like and I've said this to you, but just like all of my, and I've said this to him too. I'm like, I've always by this point, I've slept with a person at least once. Yeah. Um. And usually it's like, I'm going to sleep with you. And then we're probably just going to realize, oh, this isn't really a thing. But it's kind of the reverse. It's a slow friends, burn. Friends first. Friends first, which can be the best. Oh, it can be the best. Who knew? Who knew that I, of all people, could fall into this category? I think we all did. I think you did it. Ew. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm really glad uh, to be with you today. Is there anything else you want to tell us about how you're Please. doing? Uh, so that's your personal life. Uh, you've got some exciting mm. stuff going on that you've been really excited about. Yes. Um, just the basics. Uh, Dirty Rotten Church kids, Adrian and Josh, are going to be in Atlanta for the Crowded Table Gathering on April 2nd. So if you want to come down to the ATL or up to the ATL, depending on your geography, uh, tickets start at 33 bucks. It's super cheap. And a bunch of folks in the Crowded Table community are already working on, like, uh, What's it called? Road trip plans, Airbnb situations. And also you can make like a whole weekend out of it too. Like it's a really, really cheap event. And it's that I made it that way on purpose so that you could come meet people and connect. So go to, go to my website to, to find out more. I love it. You deserve to have friends. Like this is something I was thinking about too, is that we love using the community word. It's like, I miss community. I miss community. Let me tell you what. <laughs> The best kind of communities, we didn't ever fucking call them communities. We said just like, friends. my church is like my family. Family. And so it's just like, I just want friends. I'm just like, so like, I, honestly, like, come hang out with your friends. Fuck a community. You know, stop trying to like, make it a thing. Just be, I just want to be friends with you. I want to be friends with you. I think the hard part is, is that that... Um... That language sometimes of family was actually used in a problematic way where it meant like you can't break away yeah. from the family um, or you had a really difficult family. And so um, people have a difficult time with that. And I think friendship is a really helpful thing there. You know, I joked on at the top of the show that yeah. I'm John O'Donohue, but John O'Donohue has a great book on sacred friendships. Um, and I have been reading it and it is so good. Um, I think it's called Anam Kara. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong. It's uh, anyway, it's a beautiful book on friendship and sacred and holy friendships. And his argument is like, that's where the divine exists in sacred friendship. I would agree. Which I love. So <clears throat> Course in Miracles would call that holy friendship mm. or a holy relationship. I love it. Meaning that it exists for uh, the uplifting of each other. Mm. That's or not even not, not even that it exists for that, but it exists, and because both are aware of their goodness and holiness, it naturally causes growth. Yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think that's been true in a lot of our friendships. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, I think it's great for all of you who are in the Atlanta area. Um, and even if you're out, take yeah. a nice little road trip. If you're in the southeast, heck. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And also, you can join us online. If you can't make it or don't want to, if you're like, live events are not for me, but you want to join like the online, we're doing a, like basically mirroring the same thing, doing it online. So all of the breakout sessions uh, that we have, you'll go and you'll be doing that on Zoom. So like you can still participate. And we've got about 10 people who are signed up for the digital retreat already. So listen, you're not going to be in there alone. And if you want to join that, join the community. That's it. Done advertising, done pushing my agenda of friendship on people. I mean, I think it's fine to push it. Uh, what are you drinking, my friend, before we, Real good. Before we hop into pop culture and headline news? What you drinking, friend? Gin tonic. It's a gin. Well, it's a gin and soda water from the soda stream. It's very basic. Like, I love that. You know. I love that. Tonight, I am dressing up in a very, very beautiful garment and going to a very fancy party. A lot of, of my friends. I'm very excited. Oh, that's right. You've got like a very fancy. I'm actually going to be going uh, out to dinner tonight with a friend who has quit her job after having a really toxic uh, work environment. So we are, I said, look. Let's celebrate it. And now I realize, like, I promise, guys, my whole agenda is not to get everyone to quit their job. I know that feels like every week I'm telling someone to quit. Well, the thing about it is, is that you're not trying to get people to get their job, quit their job. You're trying to get, help people be happy. And the thing is, more people should quit their job if they're unhappy. Because you know what? We can become useless to capitalism that way. <laughs> I love this. I'm so, so serious. Like, you know you are. I just like you got you guys in job even if you don't like it. That's been fucking true. There are ways to pay your bills, okay? <laughs> it's not you might not like it later, so it's just, you got to really like weigh your options. But just like recognize, capitalism wants to think that you're stuck, and maybe because of your whatever's you might be, but a lot of times you're a lot less stuck than you think. I love it. Anyways, I'm not going to coach everyone here. That's not what we came here for. It is not. We came here to have a good time. And also to talk about some of the things that are going on in culture. So we have this mm -hmm. section. We call it, used to call it airing our grievances. We used to call it pop culture. We used to call it headline news. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Now, yeah, if we just, it's just the time that we talk about it, mm -hmm. you know? It's the time we, we want to talk about the things in the world. I want to pause to say, uh, if you could pull up Peggy's two comments, the Trader Joe's cashier gave me flowers when I told her I quit my job. Guys, oh. this is what I'm telling you. When when we were in the thick of uh, mm. just everyone being isolated, but we still had to go get groceries, I would go into Trader Joe's and it was like the one place I was getting like just incredible um like interactions with people so i am so grateful for trader joe's for their hr policies how they hire people uh they are a great shout out to joe organization and but also i want to say f you to trader joe's with the same breath for not considering being in lower income neighborhoods true. because you own so tiffany tiffany haddish is it kinda, coming it for you sucks tiffany haddish is coming the thing for you. is like you could yes and the thing is you could definitely like Imagine a tr a friend like a Trader Joe's in a neighbor like in the neighborhood that they don't want to go to, and you hired people. I know. You hired people from the neighborhood. Exactly. Egg. And like, look, and then everyone starts to shop there because it's their neighborhood. I'm just telling you, God, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. <laughs> So that I can do things like this. Just by that's like if you don't know what Kevin is talking about, Tiffany Haddish, who is an incredible comedian, has started a uh, process of creating grocery stores, grocery stores local uh, to uh, Los Angeles, and mostly going to be outfitted with items from the Black community at Black Farmers. It's going to be incredible, um, and she talks a lot about this idea of what does it mean to sort of because she herself grew up in poverty and uh, grew up not knowing how the next uh, meal was going to come. And so also really loves her community and hasn't abandoned or left it. And so she has this great idea and she's bringing in amazing people. If you want to hear more about it, honestly, we don't always talk about other podcasts, but go on Smart List podcast and hear her just, I cried twice listening to that episode. It's so inspiring. So well done. Speaking of one other podcast, go listen to the latest episode of Rev Covery if you are somebody <laughs> in ministry or leaving the ministry. It's so good. Thank you, friend. Yeah, it's been that's been so great. I mean, I should have said that in the top. It has been 
Ooh, just uh, so many people apologize to me as they can. I can I tell you? Go. Rev Covery is like, in some ways, kind of what I think you wanted Saunderless to be. Yeah. If that makes sense. I wasn't ready for it yet. Saunderless was the very first podcast that I ever did. It was like that you dipped your toes and you weren't quite ready, but like now you're like, here it is. I'm doing it. And you're flourishing as a result. I am. I'm doing pretty well. I'm getting to speak at events again, which is really fun for me. Um, working with some really great clients. I'm actually working with some really great churches, having them make positive changes to their spaces, like their actual physical space, so they can make changes to the internal space. Anyway, I say all that to say it, uh, Rev Covery uh, has been one of these podcasts where you put it out there and you don't know if people are going to listen. And I think Justin and I thought we were going to have some time to like build momentum around it. And almost daily, I am chatting with someone who's going through like been affected by the podcast in like a good way saying like this is the first time I felt seen and heard and um, our DMs are full so thank you so much to all of you who are supporting us we have a little tiny Instagram join it it's Rev Covery Room it's about to be a discord as well as a community so that's all that mm-hmm. um whew, yeah yeah friend all right what's going on in the world Sarah okay well breaking news we're not gonna we're gonna do Ukraine second if that's okay because I got a lot of things to say about You're in charge today. I want to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene from your state. Oh, we don't claim her. We don't claim her. Fuck Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, she's the worst. So and she heckled the president during the State of the Union. We are literally... Which I'm. it would be fine if the president was an idiot, but you're heckling him for the wrong reasons. You know? It wasn't the... Anyways, sorry. Keep it going. was also just, it looked like a bunch of sorority girls gone. Like I've been in those meetings. Like it was just not, it was, it wasn't a good look. I'll say also um, this week there was a gathering of uh, white supremacists and they hid where they were going to meet and who was going to speak. And originally the former head of ICE who worked under Trump was slated to be the keynote speaker at a openly white supremacist conference. I need you to understand this is how they self-identify. This is not what CNN has labeled them. This is not. This is like, they're like, no, we are racist. We are white supremacists. We are white supremacists. We believe that we are better. Yeah. Uh, We're down. We're down with killing. The problem is, is, you know, the immigrants. So they, um, invited this guy from ICE to come speak, former leader of ICE. Uh, And uh, he was slated to be the keynote until (laughs) he looked up the lead of this, um, or like, uh, and his name is, and I I hate to give him. He didn't know where he was getting booked? No, his agents. He didn't know where he was getting, he's like, That's what he claims. I'm just going to say. That is insane to me. The name of the Did conference you, were you just play, like, for people to look up is America First Political Action Conference. Um, so um, Crazy. the interesting thing was the uh, – so he looks the guy up and literally leaves before the conference starts. But don't worry, friends. Don't worry. Marjorie Taylor Greene – steps up to be the loves Jesus steps up to be the keynote speaker at <laughs> this legitimately self-described I can't wait for primaries guys it was terrible um and when I tell you the way that our like organizing this state has never been so easy I'm like did you know that Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke at a white supremacist conference do you want to vote for a white supremacist? Yeah. It has never been easier to get somebody to flip. <laughs> yeah. they it And she, the things that she said, guys, first of all, she knew the neo-Nazis, like they, they call each other, um, I'm going to say it wrong, but basically they call each other. And again, when I use the word neo-Nazi, this is a word they use for themselves. This is self-identifying. Um, they call themselves like this weird little like insider name and she knew the name. Now you also need to know this is while everything is good. This is last week, friends. This is not a long time. Last week as in 
literally the same week that Ukraine got invaded and all the bills were going through. Right. Uh, also, that happened last week. Let's. <laughs> uh, I know. She takes the stage after the crowd has yelled, Putin, 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 cheering for Putin. She takes the stage and hugs the man who walks and starts on the stage, who um, is the one who started the chant. When I tell you, <coughs> I can't wait for midterms. <coughs> this is the one time, like, at least in Georgia, we stand a really good chance of flipping our, our governor's seat and our senator's. Mm-hmm. Because also Marjorie Taylor Greene ran unopposed last time. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So this time, um, Marcus Flowers is the Democrat who's running. He is a U.S. Army veteran, a black man, uh, dope community organizer. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, here's the thing about people like this is like, it's horrifying, also incredibly surprising. They're they are like the Republican Party is at the point where they are going to say the thing out loud, the the loud part out loud. Uh, quiet. It's no longer the quiet part. It's just the loud part. It's all loud. They had another uh, another special guest, which is uh, Janice McGeechen, uh, who is the Lieutenant Governor of Idaho, who is making a bid to be the uh, governor. And guess who is uh, supporting her? Is Trump. Uh, she thanked them for the good work they're doing in literally the fight of their lives, protecting their country. I thank you for joining our efforts. Together, we will fight to make the country great again. I, hey, can, can any Canadian listeners out there? <laughs> um, I need I need a green card or whatever the Canadian equivalent of the green card is. <laughs> uh, friends, the truth is, is like they um, they yelled for the hanging of. Uh, Fauci, Dr. Fauci, who they don't call, they literally call him Fauci. Fauci, sorry. They call him Tony. They don't call him by his um, official title. They claim that, you know, there's all this conspiracy. And I, why do I say this? Because it used to be that fringe, like fringe, crazy fringe beliefs used to not mm-hmm. be the ones we needed to have a more centrist approach in order to get elected, right? So I'm talking fringe on both sides, guys. These people have been elected by their states who believe QAnon, like both of these people. Um, So, and I'm sorry to our non-American listeners, but I just needed us to maintain our vigilance, to educate ourselves, to read the tough news, because all of this has to do with what's happening globally, right? The fact that there are um, Americans who are supporting what's going on in Ukraine is is problematic. Beyond problematic, it's right. Wrong. Like I don't usually call things bad or wrong. But that's wrong. It is. It is. That's bad. Um, it's 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 what it's um it's. Mm. Just shut, just shut up. Like there, it costs nothing to be quiet. You know, <laughs> it used to be that people with bad opinions wouldn't say anything and they would just like secretly and like, and I, I'm not here to, it's one thing if you want to like, you're allowed to keep your bad opinion, but also no one's going to want to be friends with you. So like, and as we discussed earlier, friends is the way you want to go. Um, the, the interesting thing too, that was in the news that I think we should address that I'm so sorry I didn't put in the notes, but, um, there is a kid who is 19 years old who reported his dad uh, for being part of the January 6th insurrection and worked with the FBI to highlight all of the things that his dad said. Um, and it has been painful. Oh. He has been rejected by his family. And he says, I, I did it for my siblings, knowing that we are not safe if this is the opinions of my father. And the kid yesterday testified him. in front of his own father. And Good. they had this like playful, loving relationship. And and I think this is important because it is affecting the American family where we used to be able to joke around about just don't talk about politics 
at the table, but this kid can't go home. Um, and it's not his mother's beliefs because his mom doesn't agree with the the father's beliefs, I don't believe. Um, but it's this really Oof, painful thing. Dunk him. You know, it's this really painful thing where so many people, there was something that happened in 2016 that um, a, a, um, a, a reckoning, an ugly head was reared and we are still dealing with that. And in some ways. Said another way, the beast of Babylon. <laughs> was revealed was revealed and in some ways i'm gonna say that what's happening in ukraine is really highlighting really what is interestingly uniting and also highlighting where this stuff leads because um because let me tell yeah. you what ukraine wasn't always the ways that it was mm -mm. uh so or russia excuse me russia. not ukraine Ukraine, again, it's interesting, too, because the narrative that Russia is using is that this is a brand new country and it, we're just trying to go back, make it great again. <laughs> like all this stuff, it's like using very similar language. Um, and also, like um, I was reading that some of the uh, Russian soldiers have been surrendering once they get there and the civilians tell them, no, we don't want this to happen. Like right. you've been lied to. Basically, apparently... They told the Russian military, oh, they want us to come in. No, that's actually uh, Putin's using the the language that uh, it's um, they're emancipating people. That's the language. Um, from, so people want Russia to come back. What's really fascinating, and I can't wait to see what is happening, is there is an actual city that is predominantly Russian um, backing that has not fallen. So something is going on in that city, and we're not getting any reports from it. But they are not uh, surrendering to Russia, even though they are like Russian, part, primarily Russian, um, Ukrainian. Also, full wept when I saw, I don't know if you saw yesterday, a uh, Ukrainian player took the field in, um, soccer, <coughs> in soccer or football, as some of us call it, and looked up to the stands and all the fans of the opposing side were holding their Ukrainian flag. And he just started weeping midfield. And I was like, oh, God. And he just walked. He walked it's just, thinking. It's it's so interesting. It's just like we cry about different things. You cry about sports I things. I do. It's, I, I love that about you. It's one of those things where it's just like you really do contain the butch I do. Of, of this relationship. Am I the butch of our relationship? That makes sense. I mean, we kind of. Kind of. We balance each other out in really delicious ways. That is you know? true. That is true. I I still, like, when you come visit me, I need some shelves installed. And I'll do that for you because that is something I enjoy doing. I've, I've had them right over there. They're sitting on the ground. I just don't know how to mount them. I've looked at the instructions and I don't know what they mean. There's not a lot of things you don't know how to mount. Ah, that was very good, Sarah. Very good. Thank you. Um... Another thing that I thought we should talk about when it comes to Ukraine, not the Ukraine, Ukraine, not the Ukraine. Great catch. Ukraine. Uh, I was going to say the Ukraine situation, then I stopped, um, is we are seeing refugees uh, in huge numbers. But the hard part is, guys, a lot of refugees from other countries are being turned away because Ukrainian refugees are considered um, more desirable. Uh, yeah, let's just say racism is at work because what happened when all those Syrian refugees got displaced? People were like, oh, I'll take 5,000. Oh, I'll take 2,000. Right, as if they're not Rationing. People. I know. Rationing it. Mm -hmm. But And also the news has been doing the same thing where it's just like, well, it's, it's very strange to see all this war in this very civilized place. It's right. like, it is because... Who destabilized those other places? White countries, empires did that. Mm -hmm. Like, and also the only difference between these other ones is just like they're white Christians, mm -hmm. you know, and these are brown Muslims. Right. And that is why these countries don't want them. Point blank, period. Mm -hmm. It's also the same reason that there's so much outcry over the bullshit happening in Ukraine, but in all of like the, like the very intense things that happen in Africa. We hear nothing. There's no outcry. There's no outrage. Great. No one sends aid. Yep. It is. It's one of those things where because we have created this um, body 
like because we're so not embodied and we, we don't see ourselves as as you know all bodies because uh, I had this whole conversation with this group of pastors about embodiment which was so fascinating because I got called all kinds of names in the um like not bad names but they're like she's very new agey and all this sort of stuff I'm like no like embodied faith is something that has been around for ever since the beginning um, embodiment is this is my body um you know the idea of the incarnation is is body and if we're if if you are someone who is still of faith and is someone who um i hate to use the word still if you are someone who lent is an important practice like this makes sense that all of this is going on during this time when we really think about what does it mean to be in an embodied people of faith um so yeah guys i'm having a really tough time with uh yeah just seeing everything that's happening in Ukraine, uh, and also um, proud of the way that some really surprising people have shown up um, to do really great things. Um, so I'm going to tell you, Doctors Without Borders, incredible, uh, International Red Cross is being incredible, um, and there's all different ways that you can support. So help support Ukraine, help support organizations that also are doing the work in the areas that we mentioned earlier that don't get a lot of news. Yeah, and if you can't do anything, do a magical curse. Hex the Russian military. Hex the <laughs> Russian government. I mean, listen, it, it affects us. It's also like it's a new. It's an. It's re- currently like we're only three days after the new moon, so the magic is still potent. <laughs> and I mean that. Whereas I'm like, I don't know what any of that means, but it sounds incredibly fun. Um. Okay, I have two pop culture things that I meant to put in the notes and apparently I didn't save them, but Colton Underwood, Colton Underwood got engaged. Of course he fucking did. To a political strategist. They both white. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. I believe so. Mm -hmm. They both have, they both sexy as hell. I I don't know. Now that you say, yep. Mm -hmm. They are. Yep. This is the thing that happens with all these like, I'm going to come out. Oh, I hope I can find, I'm going to get booed up and get into like heteronormativity as quickly as possible because that's all they ever care about. Oh, that is interesting. It is a very heteronormative, even like the surprise engagement and stuff was very, a uh, very heteronormative moment in some yeah, ways. It was like when Clay Aiken came out he's like, I'm gay and I have a baby now. What? Wait, Clay Aiken, the country singer? Clay Aiken from American Idol. Oh. All those years ago. I don't know who that is. Good for you. It's um, niche at this point. Got it. Um, but uh, that's the thing is that like I, and this is something I was very jealous of for a while is I would see a lot of my queer friends um, become like they come out of the closet and they immediately want to get booed. I'm like, I'll say this for myself. I was out of the closet for a year and then I'm like my first boyfriend, we moved in together. Mm. Very like I want I want the structure. I, this is how I know I'm progressing in this life. This is how I know I'm good. Oh, that's so, interesting. You're using other people's metrics for this is how I know I'm good. This is how I'm progressing. How This is how I know I'm successful. This is like, of course, but this is how like Western society in general measures success is house, like spouse, house, car, kid, right? Mm-hmm. Do I have these things? Then, then, I'm a, then I've made it. But that we're quickly learning that this, this is how capitalism keeps us lulled mm. into doing the same thing. And it's like, you know, yeah, so get married, have kids, and then teach them how to be good capitalists so they go get a job at age 15 and do all the things you did so that they can recreate the same thing and keep paying your bills. And I think, ding, 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 ding. I think there's the, the human desire to belong. And, uh, yeah, also good for him. I'm glad he found happiness, but also eh. I, that's my thing. It's like both and both and I love it. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is Kanye West's behavior, um, which I made, I preached about, uh, in Transfiguration Sunday, which was the Sunday I preached in a community. Um, one of my favorite passages I might add. Well, it was great because a, a trans kid came up after and I was like, and it just was great. And, um, ha- said how much our work means to them, which was incredible. And then said, you know, this is the first time I've worn full makeup 
to church. And I said, well, it's Transfiguration Sunday. You're welcome. It was just like this great. Transfiguration. It was this great moment. Trans. The two of us were in Let me tell you what. But I love, listen, I love a pun. And I also think that, oh, I have a really good Transfiguration Sunday sermon that's like on my books that I can pull out whenever I want. Oh, it's it's a great passage. It great is. Story. It's so good. Um, but uh, I talked about the fact that, you know, for Peter, if you don't know the story, that's fine. Uh, it's a story where Jesus is seen differently by um, disciples, the people following Jesus. And Keep going. I can hear you. I need to refill You're my fine. Uh, and so they get into this moment where they have encountered both uh, Moses and Elijah. And so immediately Peter says, it's good that we were here because I love Peter's audacity. Like Peter is just so audacious, which is why I love the story. And says, good, we're here. We can build a monument for you. And Jesus doesn't even respond. It looks like, yeah, that's not it. Because the idea of being like stuck in that was the greatest moment is so much what we do in faith, in our lives and all that sort of stuff. And I use Kanye West as an example of someone who was stuck in the past uh, because Kanye really has been doing very bizarre things to stay attached to Kim. And I and is harassing her. He this is harassment. Literally is harassing her. And then the fans who are like, no, no, this is art. Guys, this man is unhinged. No. And we are celebrating unhingement. And it concerns no. me. No, not unhingement. We're celebrating bad behavior. Because like I'm as unhinged as they come, let's be honest. That's true. But like it's just it's 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 a man getting away with bad behavior because he's rich, and be, like that's what it comes down to. And like I get it, man suffering from great mental illness. I suffer from great mental illness too. But you know what? I have not har- I have not seen my ex since we broke up. Okay, it is possible to not harass your exes. Right, and then it's also like he is threatening, actually threatening um, through art, uh, the new. Uh, partner. And that just really makes me nervous, friends. And the other thing that we don't consider is how many folks who have gone through this kind of abuse uh, check this out and think uh, and, and are and are brought, you know, all their traumas activated again. So um, I yep. just wanted this to bring that up. why I stay off the internet a lot. Yeah, I know. I know it looks like I'm on the internet a lot, but I'm really not. Well, no. It's an illusion. You work a lot. It's hard to stay on the internet when you work. I just read all the news early in the morning because that's the thing I do when I wake up because apparently I'm an old man. You know what you can do to not, rather than like read it, what if you listened to, this is non-spawn podcast, What a Day from Crooked Media. They give a nice 15 minutes of like, here's the quick and dirty updates but like in a way that's light enough, it's, it's serious enough to understand, but light enough to where you're not going to get emotionally distraught. What a day. I listen to the um, NPR daily updates. Too serious. Too serious. <laughs> Informative, but too serious. But too serious. Um, I need a little bit of levity. You know me. I'm going to check our Instagram because I did ask if anyone had anything to ask us. But do you have anything you wanted to bring up? Mm. I need to bring up the fact that I need to stretch after this. Um, and mm, I could also check. I don't think anyone's sent us an email to the inbox ever. Okay. So here's what ever. I want to possibly not ever. Here's something I want to try to get on in the coming months. I'm ready. I want to dream about it. Yes. Let's do it. Um, it. Because like I'm putting together my new show my little advice call-in show that I'm also going to have like mm-hmm. similar to this. It's just going to have a different person every time come on live. Or we're going to do like a little, basically talk about shit, talk about our lives and like, you know, get like, you know, I'm gonna do a little mini coaching session, if you will. I love it. And just like walk someone through spiritual practice, a spiritual practice and like, let's just connect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I figured that there, there's got to be a way for people to leave us a little voicemail. There are. So if you, know? you go to our irreverent media, um, Oh yeah. Website. God. We'll put the link in the bio. I'm going to remind you to do that. We'll put a link in the show notes and, uh, mm-hmm. you can actually leave us a voicemail if you have yeah. anything you want to ask us. Cause I know, um, you know, in the beginning that was kind of a, a nice way, a levity, a nice way to engage with people, um, mm-hmm. and so if you have any questions, we would love, uh, for you to do so. And truthfully, I love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the thing that I, I, I wait until Friday to ask people because my week gets so crazy. 
crazy. And then I end up not asking until Friday. And so I know okay, that's so you know for a lot of people. Do, what we should do. What? We should do question of the week at the beginning of a week. And <gasps> then, or like topic. We should like pick a topic of something like we want to tackle. Like what? at the end of every show. Next show, we're going to talk about X, Y, and Z things at the end of the show. So Guys, you're getting the cue behind the scenes right now. Behind the scenes, in the scenes of our highly unproduced show that we're trying to get more serious about. I know. But we also love it, and so we're trying not to mess with it too much. Yeah, it's, you know, it's good fun for everyone. But we do want to, like, try to serve the people better. So right. if you've got an idea for a topic, what do you, like, tell us in the comments right now. Um, Ooh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, crowdsourcing. Here we go. Um, do you have anything, any cues from your Instagram? I don't see any. Oh, wow. Listen, people know what to do. People don't have any problems today. I think people might just be overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. That's for sure. I think it's been a lot. It's been a big week. People are tired. Mm -hmm. I think people are, yeah. So what are you doing to take care of yourself, Sarah Heath? Ooh, someone asked, I would love to hear Sarah's thoughts at some point on the Global Methodist Church announcement. So, Oh, what is that? Church the, drama? Uh, the Global Methodist Church. So I am part of the United Methodist denomination. Uh, and the Global Methodist Church has um, just... Uh, said that they are a new not like they're going to be a new denomination, but it is one they're that will splitting. not. It will be one that is not inclusive and not. Um, yeah. So there we go. Uh, how do I feel about it? I feel like, uh, I, you know, it breaks my heart constantly. Uh, I think it's hard because we have this like really big idea that we can as a denomination. Um, address things that need to happen on a local level. That's what I'll say. Um, and so I think every local church needs to be having this conversation. Um, a lot of churches have left United Methodism over this, uh, both sides actually. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next. I don't know enough about the uh, announcement that was just made, Dana. Um, I am going to look it up. I did see this morning that an announcement had been made, but haven't read it totally. Gonna do some research. Have an informed opinion. Um, our friend Sierra asked microdosing for a topic. That is a great topic because they just discovered that microdosing is actually bad when they thought it was good. It is actually bad for folks who have depression or anxiety. So used over time, our dear friend uh, Mike McCarg does research just for the heck of it and was sharing with me some information that uh, John Hopkins has actually recently done studies around this, and they're finding that microdosing mm. that they once thought was helpful uh, in the end actually elevates it, where they're finding if people go on larger, more contained trips, that that actually has a longevity of um, less health risks and doesn't seem to affect mm -hmm. depression and anxiety in the same way. So we can look yeah. into that. Yeah, I that kind of makes sense to me because... I think you people can use plant medicine, plant medicine in whatever way it feels best for them because that's the only way we can do it. But I also think that like if you're using it like intuitively, it comes to a point where you recognize you don't actually need, you don't need it. Mm -hmm. Like because like here's the thing about like, um, hi, I'm not a doctor. I'm only somebody who has experimented casually and recreationally with psychedelics. Please do not take anything I say as actual medical advice. Thank you. And I am someone who just reads a lot of medical journals because I am a nerd. Yeah. Um, is that what I found is that like, if you are able, it's medicine to help you, like it can help you get free. Like, like for me, like the first time I took something, took Odyssey, I really did have an incredible spiritual experience that allowed me to break free from a lot of patterns, thoughts, and fears. And since that time, I have never, ever doubted God in my hmm. life. Like, I have, that one like, experience? I've never, yes, because I, I just understood. I got whatever God is or whatever that feeling of unitive consciousness of love of that I am, that here is the only thing, I, I understood it. I touched it. 
and I try to stay there as often as possible. And now it's just not even like a wild thing. It's just my new reality. And that's the thing is like, once you break in for me, it's just like, once you use these tools to break into reality, you don't need them all the time. Cause then it's just like, now it's just like when I take streams, I'll do like a little, my, I'll do like a little recreational dose, uh, and just have a little fun and just play. It's, it feels like playtime. You know, it's, I think the important thing is to know that there is, um, studies being done in Oregon around this stuff because they are finding that some of it is helpful for mental health stuff, but it mm -hmm. is, um, it is problematic uh, in that sometimes folks who have things such as uh, undiagnosed schizophrenia or things that they may not know they have, mm -hmm. it isn't helpful. It's actually going to cause people to go Worse. into, yeah. Yeah. So, so I would say, like my, I would say like, if you're, don't do things like this until you've done your work, your emotional, spiritual work first. Okay. Like that, that's actually one of my big things is just like, if you are already somebody who's naturally anxious or something like that's fine. You just need to figure out how to deal with that outside of drugs, frankly, before you try other things. Because like, if you're turning to alcohol drugs in order to quell something that's natural within you, like <clears throat> maybe you don't need to get on medication, you know, because that's yeah. the thing. Just like, I really do think that people who just like, they'll take LSD or they'll take shrooms and just, Oh, I'm going to have this transcendent experience. I'm like, you're bastardizing it. And also it's just like, they'll, they'll have like a really, really bad trip and then they'll blame the, the, the medicine or they'll blame the plant. And I'm like, it's only bringing up that which is within you. You yeah. only see that which is within you. So it's just like, I, I, if you don't deal with your stuff, if you don't love yourself enough to take care of you, and to deal with the hard things that are going on in your life, you can take all the drugs in the world and you'll never get closer to yourself. And I say this as somebody who is a stoner. <laughs> I say I, this as somebody who like, I smoke more, I know I smoke too much weed. Mm. The thing is like, this is what I want people to understand about this kind of like, you know, when we talk about like becoming ourselves or loving ourselves is that there's nothing, there's no practice on earth. There is no drug you can take. There's no person you can meet. There's no sex you can have that is going to actually convince you that you are loved. Right. That is your responsibility to, con not even to convince yourself of it, but just to accept the fact that you are like, and once, once you get that, I think there are some practices Everything. that can get you into that. Um, yes, of course. Which is there are, um, you know, meditation, things like that, that allows you yes. to get in touch with yourself in a way that will, you know, let you know the things that need to come out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's yeah, the thing about great... it is, is like before, before I ever did drugs, I was meditating. Like, that's the thing is I, I met God f way before I did LSD. That's the thing. I met God when I was nine years old. Mm. I just got to see him, her, them, it, me. I got to see me when I went at in a, that experience at thirty. So, Ugh. um, there, uh, Scotty shared with us. There's a beautiful anonymous podcast. Just did an episode with an ex Green Bray who is now a shaman presiding over ayahuasca trips for people. There are some um, real legitimate concerns about ayahuasca trips being cultural appropriation and using, um, so there's some interesting conversations being had about that as well. Mm -hmm. So I do not pretend to be an expert in that. So we can. Uh, it is something to pay attention to. Um, yes. And at the same time, I won't lie. I'm so curious. Yes. I'm like, is there a way for me to do that? That is not problematic because if so i would like to do that uh i think we probably know the people that you could ask about that oh of course we do um hey thanks for letting me go on that little tangent to just no i think it's right a, it's important to talk about the fact that um um, nothing, nothing is going to replace the, unfortunately, the truth is nothing is going to replace the work of inner knowing yourself and, um, being able to, 
yeah, sit with yourself in a way that drugs or whatever it will, will only, you know, that, what did you say? It only bringing up that which is within you. Like it, it will only, yes. any of these things are only going to highlight what is already. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause th- that's the thing is like all, cause like who you truly are is always there. It's just hidden underneath all these bullshit thoughts and all this, like all these narratives that feel very real to you. And so when you take something that is allowing your imagination to blur with your actual physical vision, um, it becomes very scary. Mm-hmm. But um, you have to recognize that you're this, you are actually this afraid all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it, like, that's really the thing. It's just, so you gotta, you gotta know how to deal with your fear before you go to a place like that, because otherwise you're just going to get fucked up and then you're going to have a bad experience and then you're not going to ever want to do it again. And then you'll be a very stuffy person. Just kidding. You might not be stuffy. You might just have a bad trip. I want to pull this question up because I think that it could be helpful for both of us. Any advice for someone entering full-time ministry? Don't. You just, you just made yourself turn red oh. with laughter. Oh my god! Um, yeah, friends, I think the true for me, I would never pretend okay, to tell you what you should do around full time. Yeah, neither will people, I. Neither will I. I know people who are doing it and loving it. My friend Justin Morgan is a fantastic pastor and is doing such great work within that. I think the um, the thing is actually very similar to the advice I gave before. Before you enter into full-time ministry, know yourself, know what your hope is in it, remain faithful to that. And by that, I mean like, why are you getting into ministry? What is it about ministry that um, drives you? Like, is it for other people? Or um, I think there is so many good things that can be done within ministry if you already have the boundaries going in. So set up some like hard no's as you're entering in. Like what are the no's as I enter into this? Like what if, if something happens that makes me have to participate in this way, if I experience this thing, what, write a list of them so that when they show up, like what are the values that you bring to it? So that if those things show up, you can give yourself permission to be out of there. I don't think it's the worst yeah. thing to go into full-time ministry, d- despite what some might think. Uh, I think there are real potentials for changing mm-hmm. folks' lives. And I think, yeah. and being present with people. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. If you go into it and you've got, like, here's the thing. Here's my, here's my advice. Get your spiritual practice down now. Your spiritual practice. Yes. Your spiritual practice to your community. Mm-hmm. I'm so, this, I'm so serious about this. Pardon my burping. Beyond the screaming, you're serious. I love it. Yes. If you're going to be in full-time ministry, you, people want to say how to save the church. Here's how we do it. Here's how one does it. We we have to be a community-based. We have to become a religion based on practice. Mm. It can't be about belief anymore. We have to do things together in community that build us up. If you're going to you have to have a spiritual practice. How do like what is and, the, and talk about it? This is how I pray. This is how I get still. This is how I watch my thoughts. So if you are like if you're not well here, if you're not at peace here, how the hell do you expect to teach peace to anybody if you I don't know that. peace? Yeah. Don't you fucking dare stand in the pulpit and talk about God being abundant or like or about the joy of the Lord if you don't know how to suffer as well. Yeah, it's embodied. Like talk about right? that. Like be, that's my thing. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, really do it. Yes. Don't don't fuck around with this. Like, oh, I just gotta preach sermons on Sunday. Like, you got you got you got into ministry to change lives, did you not? Yeah, it won't just last. Stop playing around. It won't. Why last. am I not preaching at seminary? Why am I not a seminary professor? <laughs> it won't you won't be able to last long or, or keep going if, if it's not something that is coming from within you and your own practices and your own the other thing i'll tell you uh if you're entering into full-time ministry have friends outside of ministry have friends who are Yo. not just doing the work of ministry um i think it's been really helpful for me to have friends that are people who are in helping professions because they get it 
without being in it. So that is another tip I would give you. Yeah. Get yourself a therapist too. I would say get yes. get yourself a team around you. Mm-hmm. Like not just not just like I mean, that's what I have, honestly. Like I've got my psychiatrist, I've got my um my chosen family, I've got my coach. I actually I decide I, I said to my therapist, hey, I'm gonna take a break for a while. So I actually I haven't seen my therapist in three months. But okay. I still I feel like I'm finally in a place where like I'm able to practice all of the things that we practice together. And I'm very open to needing to go back. I can feel myself probably needing to go. It's like more like I know that I need a check-in. Yeah, I don't I think- need to go every I don't need to go every week, but I think like maybe once a quarter could be good. So for folks entering full-time ministry, I think it's important to um, negotiate. Thank you for bringing me back to the topic. <laughs> it's fine. Negotiate with um, with the community that you're entering to include um, payment for folks around you. Uh, and by that, I mean for a spiritual director, for a um, therapist or co- whatever you need to sort of prop you up on this journey. Um, also, if, if you are female-bodied, which um, – I'm not assuming with the name Hannah, though, I'm guessing Uh, it it really have great conversations with people around uh, making sure that you're being paid justly because the numbers are frightening when it comes to the disparity and how much men and women. Exactly. And then also figure out how much the men are getting paid and ask for 10,000 more. (laughs) Coming from someone who uh, only ever made what was known as conference minimum my entire career. And I tell you what, that that made life really difficult. And I am not about money, but it it really is yeah. know, learning your own worth within it. Uh, don't believe the lie that it's not humble to um, to have that as something. Like, and let me tell you what this is. What a Course in Miracles says is that it is not humble to say that I am not a child of God. Mm. It is not humble to be paid below your worth. It is, it is not, hum, it's not humility, it's humiliating. And we've been yeah. taught to glorify ourselves in that. Fuck right. that noise. It is 2022. We are getting paid. We are not educating people for free. We no. are not explaining ourselves any longer when there are explainer videos out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in conclusion, we are grateful that you came and hung out with us today. Yeah. We are nearing the end of the hour. Um, we want to hold, we are over it. We want to hold Scotty and Scotty's, um, partner, um, who we mentioned earlier, who may have to go to Romania, which is a scary thing. Uh, we're holding you, uh, in the light, towards the light in our hearts in our prayers and our meditations. Um, thank you for joining us today because that is a hard thing. Yeah. So friends, thank you for joining us. Go ahead. Yeah. I was to say, we left up the people of Ukraine. Absolutely. We lift, up the, we lift up the Russian citizens who are protesting and getting arrested. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we lift up all of the bullshit that we go through in our own country. We thank God for Katanji Brown, the first black woman on the Supreme yes. Court. Yes, we um, are And we pray that, that um, all white supremacists be silenced. Bitch. That would be great. Friends, yeah. have Any other great- advice you got for the week? Wait, you got, I need your, your, your sage advice. My also, sage, remember to stay on the line so we can record. I will. Time. I will. I promise. Um, my sage advice uh, this week is, um, yeah, this is this is coming from personal experience of this week. Uh, make sure that you um, uh, do educate yourself on the salary that folks are making within your career. And then uh, mm-hmm. so that you can normalize yourself asking for that. Mm-hmm. That's same my thing. Advice. Also, and I also want to say, if you're queer, ask for. Also, like, if you're, uh, so many of us marginalized people, we just get fucked because we don't know mm-hmm. what the white men are, what the white cis men are making. So find it out. Oh, see crazy. if your um, bees are correct and all that kind of stuff. And right. and if you need help fighting for that, uh, let us know. We'll help you think through it. Yeah. If you're somebody out there, also, I'm just going to say, is if you're someone out there who's interested in coaching things and want to learn how to like make the transition from being like ministry person to like not ministry person, Sarah is the person to talk to. <laughs> I'm so yes. fucking serious. Sarah is so good at helping identify those things. And if you're somebody who's looking to create spiritual practices, 
I'm the person you want to talk to. Right. So call, like, your, call your aunts is what Sierra says. Call yeah, we're your here aunts for you. at 1-800. We got your back. Just kidding. I love you. Um, what do you got? I just, I'm so filled with love for you, Sarah. I love you too. I'm so glad we All get right. to do this every week in the midst of a yeah. really hard week. So call your people. Call your people. Take care of yourself this week, everybody. Do something nice for yourself. Um, and until next time, uh, I love you. We are your favorite aunts and we're very proud of you. We love you and we're proud of you. Good night, goodbye, 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 goodbye.